Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. In this episode of the FinTech Five, we are talking with Elizabeth Lemley, and I doubt anyone calls you Elizabeth. So, <laughs> my Liz, mother does. Your mother does call you Elizabeth still? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, I'm going to call her Liz. Um, Liz is the managing director and thought leader. I like that part at Rainmaking. Liz, what is Rainmaking? So, we're uh, the innovation consultancy arm of, of Rainmaking um, that kind of grew out of the work that we did at Startup Bootcamp. So, we have a a huge sprawling kind of corporate structure here. There are rainmaking lofts in London, Copenhagen, and Berlin, which are co-working spaces for startups. There are the startup bootcamp branded accelerators, um, and the ones that we run are focused on fintech, uh, insuretech, digital health, and smart transportation. We also do other bespoke projects for clients around the world, um, but all of the startup bootcamp programs are funded by corporate partners. So some of the big banking partners of the fintech programs are like Lloyds Banking Group, Rabobank, DBS Bank, Deutsche Bank, Santander. Um, and it wasn't just through uh, working with banks, but working at corporates from all different verticals around the world that we saw there was a real need to be that bridge between uh, the startup world and the corporate world. Um, so to enable them to work with the startups uh, in a meaningful way that was mutually beneficial for both sides or to even work with a large, complex corporate to help them develop products in-house in a more innovative and agile way. So that's basically what, what Rainmaking Innovation is. So you actually, and for those that don't know, you started as a journalist way back in the day. Yeah, 20 years. I, I was, uh, I, I, I've been in fintech since 1994. Um, I, I answered an ad in the New York Times uh, for a reporter that covered real-time market data on trading floors. And I barely knew what a stock was. Um, and just, I ended up staying. So, I mean, I edited publications with names like Derivatives and Risk Technology. Um, I founded Inside Reference Data, Inside Incisive Media, which has celebrated its 10th anniversary last year. Um, so, yeah, I have been in the financial technology space um, as a journalist and as an analyst for, for over 20 years. Yeah, 94, you were there pre-bubble. First bubble. Yes. <laughs> I remember the dot-com boom. Everything everything was going to be IP. Everything was going to be internet. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, that, uh, how it cycles. But think about mm-hmm. where you're at today, though, right? I mean, you, know, you just mm-hmm. named, you know, think of the cities you just named. And, yeah. you know, if, if I would have told you in 94 there were going to be these massive tech hubs, you know, people probably would have kind of shook their head and laughed at us. <laughs> so, you, you know, right place, definitely right time. So, so this one I have to ask you. You've been a front row seat with startups now, you know, especially in London. So it's just yeah. you know, from y- your center. And I ask you this every year. Um, <laughs> I think two years ago I asked you what was going to be the hottest trend in in, in the space, and you said insure tech. You still mm-hmm. sticking with that, or is it shifted to reg tech yet? Well, no, um, uh, yeah, it is. We're, we yeah. are we are moving into reg tech. I mean, insure tech is still pretty hot. I mean, the way I look at it is is really where. Where, where are their problems? Where's their business problem? And, you know, a few years ago, InsureTech really popped its head up looking at some of the lessons that banking learned and said, you know, it's our turn now. Um, and, of course, RegTech, I mean, I, I always tell any vendor, uh, well, vendor, I shouldn't say vendor, any, any tech company, 
if you can talk to a bank about making their compliance with regulations more efficient and cheaper, you will get a meeting with them. So reg tech and not just financial services industry is going to be a big trend coming in the next few years. I mean, anything automated as well. I get a little bit nervous when people talk about robots and AI and chatbots now because I think the focus is far too much on the tech. Um, and it should really be about what what's the problem they're solving, which which may be solved by much better AI and much better machine learning. But um, yeah, no, reg tech is definitely um, emerging, rearing its head right at the moment. Yeah, I was you know whenever I talk about you know AI and and you know the same thing, I, I always kind of try to turn it back to people, which is a mm. great lead in for my last question <laughs> in our first part. You're you're a strong advocate. You've been a voice for women in tech. You are hilarious on stage. I can't say half the things you say on this. So two-part question. Why is this important to you personally? And then are we making any progress? Well, I mean, I am a woman. so I, I, know, That I, was a softball I, question. Let's, okay. Um, you know what? I was, I was talking to um, Bed Braden, the CEO of Level 39, the other day. And I said, you know, the, the, the number of female founders in fintech startups is under 5%. Um, and if you are a woman of color, the chances of getting VC funding is under 1%. Yeah. Now, to me, those numbers are criminal. If it was something like 30% of fintech startups were, were founded by women, you'd be like, well, okay, well, maybe, you know, there aren't that many women construction workers. I don't know. Maybe women just don't care for the industry. But when the numbers are that low, there's something seriously wrong going on. And I think everyone, not just a woman, every everyone in the industry should look at that and think, there's something, there's an issue going on here. And these products, financial services products, are made to support people's lives. And if they're not being developed by people who live lives, which is all people, then you're not going to get products that fit anyone. You're not, you're not going to get products that are going to fit customers' needs. And this isn't a bashing of the, you know, that, you know, straight white men. But, you know, it they needs, needs to be other people in the room developing these products. Or these products are not going to be fit for purpose. Yeah, that, that's the diversity argument from my end. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right. Last last minute. Rapid fire. You ready? <laughs> so here we go. Yep. When did you move to London? I moved uh, 1997, the weekend Princess Diana died. Why? Um, I was working for a company called Waters Information Services, and uh, someone quit unexpectedly in the London office, and my boss walked up to me and said, how fast can you pack? That's a good reason. All right. <laughs> What's the name of your local pub? Uh, the Baron Bragged Staff. I am so proud. I've asked a couple <laughs> people that in London, they're like, I don't have one. Mine was three cups in Stamford Bridge. <laughs> All right. What do you miss most about living in the U.S.? Um, real hot dogs and fried <laughs> clams. And pizza that isn't like thirty pounds. <laughs> what do you love most? That's all food based. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see my what family, comes. No, now. my family. I miss them terribly. Yeah, whatever. And what do you love most about living in the UK? Um, I really love how, and I'm getting a bit, um, you know, ungrateful about this. How close Europe is. You know, to me, popping over to Amsterdam or Paris or yeah. Berlin is nothing. And and so I know, and people in America, it sounds exotic. Um, but it's, I love the fact that I can go to Amsterdam for the day yeah. and I can, I can travel. I really love traveling. I love seeing new places. I was in Beirut a few weeks ago 
you know, you and I know when we were teenagers, Beirut was like Afghanistan. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's, I was like, oh, I'm in Beirut. It's, uh, I, I love traveling and I love how easy it is to travel from here. And, and it just seems that there's a, it, London's a lot more cosmopolitan than even New York is. You meet people from many more walks of life in many more different countries. And I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, yeah. For me to say I popped over to Alabama today just doesn't have the same ring. No offense, Alabama. All right. <laughs> Where can we learn more about rainmaking? Where's the best place? Uh, we can go to uh, rainmaking www.rainmaking.io. You can learn all about um, our work with clients, including Lloyd's Banking Group and Danske Bank and Imarset, uh, and our work in Malaysia with the VIP program as well. Absolutely great. Thank you so much, Liz. I appreciate it. Lovely. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>